pray that um, you would meet us here. Pray, God, that you would use me, that, um, just that I could be your vessel, that I could encourage everyone in their in their faith, whether they're uh, thinking about faith or they've been following you for a long time. Um, I just uh, pray you'd use tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I was born a long time ago in Colorado Springs, and I moved to Parker when I was six. Um, I have a little sister, it's just the two of us, and from life, life in Parker was good. Um, I had, as a kid, we always went to church. Um, but I didn't like going. It was a place that I had to go. I didn't uh, see any use in going. It was just kind of painful. Um, but things changed a little bit. About sixth grade, my family started going to a, a different church. And the big thing that was different was I started to hear the gospel clearly over and over again. I had gone to church all these years and I I couldn't have told you what the gospel was or what it meant or... All of a sudden, I was hearing most every Sunday um, that Jesus had died for our sins, and that through that we could have we could be reunited with God, we could have eternal life. That was completely new to me, even though I'd gone to church all this time. Um, so that was a good thing for sure. Um, along along with that new church, there was a youth group, which I thought was was pretty cool. Um, it was there was um, a, a youth pastor and his wife were just really, really um, pouring their hearts into the kids there, and there was a, a fun group of kids, which uh, that whole thing was new for me. I hadn't really been a part of a youth group, so so I thought that was okay. Um, and junior high started, and so I was around a, a bunch of new kids that I hadn't ever met before, and I. Um, I really got pretty, pretty persistent, pretty set on being cool, on um, establishing my my status among other kids. Um, you could say it's childish, and it, and it is, but adults do it too. So I was doing it as a teenager. Um, <clears throat> so to do that, I was I was playing sports. I was kind of okay at sports. But sports are good, but I wasn't, as time went on, I really wasn't doing them so much for the good part of sports. It was really just to establish myself with these other kids. Um, so sports is okay, except for the way I was doing it. Um, and, but I was doing all these other things. I was, I mean, lying, cheating, stealing, vandalism, um, bullying, <clears throat> really um, uh, a list of nasty things just to try to prove myself to these other kids. Um, and it was going pretty well, um, I thought. And so in those days, we went to junior high. Now you go to middle school, I guess. But So 7th and 9th grade, I'm in one building. And then, um, sorry, 7th and 8th, I'm in one building. And then I was the first class of ninth graders to go to high school in the high school building. So in ninth grade, um, I... Um, I had this 
this really big day at school once. I, um, <clears throat> it seemed like a normal day. Um, I go to lunch, and I'm sitting with all the cool kids at the cool table, right? Um, this, this other kid who I considered a friend um, came and sat next to me. I always brought my lunch. He, he got there later because he had stood in line to buy his lunch, you know, the, the plastic trays with the spot for your fork and all that. So he comes and sits next to me. Um, for whatever reason, he decided he was going to um, sit at another part of the table. But when he got up, he realized his tray was dripping, like, I don't know, corn juice or something. Something buttery, greasy. And he thought it would be a good idea to hold it over my head and let it drip on me. So it gives you a little, little picture of how, even when you're in the cool crowd, I mean, people can just be so cruel and abusive. Um, so, so he he drips his tray juice on me, and just moves on to the under part of the table. Well, I got pretty angry um, that he would do that to me. Uh, I guess partly, in particular, because I thought he was a friend. Um, <clears throat> but I kind of kept it to myself and, and finished my lunch. Most of my lunch, I had a, a drink box, and I drank most of it, but I didn't drink all of it. So I had my, my plan. I, uh, I just got up to go you know, throw away my lunch and proceed out of the lunchroom. But on the way, I had the, lunch, the juice box in my hand. And as I passed this kid, I squeezed what was left on, on him to get even with him. Well, I, I was kind of proud of myself to pull that off, I guess. Um, the, what I didn't realize was <clears throat> there was something going on behind me. Um, I, I, I just walked to the trash can, which was right by the door, and then into the hallway to the rest of the school, out of the, out of the cafeteria. Um, so this kid came up from behind me. I had no idea he was there. And he shoved me really hard. And um, So I, my head hit a steel door frame, a door frame like the one over there. I hit, I hit the door frame so hard uh, right above my ear that I, I was blind for a few minutes. I, I, I couldn't see anything. So I, I kind of turned around and I knew he was there because I could hear him talking, but I couldn't see him. Um, this kid also happened to be a boxer. And so he, he took a punch and he, he knocked out a few of my teeth, two of my teeth. Um, so, I, I didn't know what to make of it. I mean, it's not every day your teeth are knocked out, and I, was, I still couldn't see. Um, and what I wasn't seeing was that everybody was watching this at the cool table. Um, so, I had to get out of school and go to the dentist and all that. And I got suspended from school. <clears throat> so I wasn't back in school for a little bit. Um, when I came back, everything was different. All these kids I had been hanging around with had decided I was out. I was no longer allowed to be a part of that crowd anymore. Um, and worse than that, there were several of them that really went out of their way to, to pick on me, bully me, whatever. Um, so, almost overnight, things really changed for me. 
um, the thing that I had been pursuing was was gone. Uh, I had lost my my status. I wasn't I wasn't cool anymore. Um, that was that was it was pretty crushing for me. I, you know, I was, I was ninth grade. I was fifteen. Um, so I was I was alone. I was depressed. I was. Um, my parents were worried about me. <clears throat> my um, I, I got got to where I I never tried to commit suicide, but it made sense to me because life didn't have a point. There wasn't there wasn't anything to, to live for. You know, um, the one thing I had been pursuing was gone and. There didn't seem to be anything else. Um, lucky for me, not really lucky, because God's sovereign. But this whole time I was still going to youth group, and um, so that had been a few years. And um, there, things didn't change. You know, at school things had changed a lot, but in the youth group, the kids didn't mind that things had changed for me. In their eyes, I hadn't changed. I was still still the same kid. <clears throat> and um, it took a while, but I just, it started to really strike me that these kids still cared for me. And um, <clears throat> after a while, I started to realize, well, these kids, they care for me <clears throat> because they're in touch with God's love for them. And that's how they're able to love me. And that was that was really powerful. Um, that was that was really a big deal. Um, uh, so it's it's a long, slow process, but I'm I'm starting to to open up to God. And um, I think it was must have been Christmas Christmas Eve when I I guess maybe in in ninth grade. Um, I remember uh, Christmas Eve service. The pastor invites invited people to pray to receive Christ. Um, maybe you guys have seen that before. Sometimes maybe maybe the pastor will ask you just to pray in your seat. Maybe they'll ask you to come down front. All all, all good things. Um, and I I thought I, I would pray with the pastor that night. Um, but nothing really nothing really changed after that. Why didn't it change? Well, because. I, I said some words with the pastor that night, and I was starting to be open to God, but I hadn't really done anything except say a bunch of words. I hadn't transferred my trust from myself to Christ. So life just kind of went on. It was maybe a step in the right direction, but it, it wasn't a real big change. Um, so I got all the way, I think, till um, the next fall, when I, I was 16, and I was at, at school, um, at home after school by myself, and it, it just it all came together for me. And I, I just knelt down and prayed on my own because uh, it, I don't know I don't know what was special about that day, but I'd been hearing the gospel over and over again, and and, and God had broken me, to, and and it just it made sense that day, and I remember praying. To, to transfer my trust to Christ, I remember. I remember saying that I finally, I finally realized, I finally accepted that on my own, I, I had tried to do life on my own, 
and it hadn't worked out well, and I had created a separation between me and God, and the only way to fix that was Jesus and the sacrifice He made. And and I I didn't want to have the separation anymore. I wanted I wanted to accept the free gift that God provided for us in in um, in Jesus. Um, so that was a big day. Um, that was that was very real. I, re- I at that point I really had transferred my trust from myself to to Jesus, which is uh, what's what is all about. Um, so <clears throat> I wouldn't say everything changed overnight for me, but I think some some things did really change um, as I went into the second half of high school. Um, I I really wasn't so worried about being alone anymore. And um, you know, at school, I did make some new friends, but never, never all that many. Um, but but it really, I, I wasn't, I wasn't worried about it. I think I started to realize that my worth wasn't from what other people thought about me. It was from God. It was from the fact that I was valuable enough that Jesus died for me. And I don't know that I fully understood that, but <clears throat> I, I was certainly starting to understand that. Um, so that was um, that was one thing that changed in me. Another thing, I um, I think I I think I chose to be honest after that that point, um, which was was significant. You know, I there had been times when I before I became a Christian where I would cheat on tests. I didn't need to cheat, but I just did. Because I could, basically, because I, I knew I could get away with it. Well, when I, in my second, my last two years of high school, I, I chose to be honest. I chose, when I was a senior, I did, I did AP literature. I chose to actually read all the books. Now, that's like thousands of pages, okay? For, that was like more reading than I had done in like my previous 18 years, okay? Um... So uh, things things were improving for me for sure, but I didn't I didn't really have everything together. I would say, um, particularly in my in my Christian walk, um, uh, what I did have was I felt like God really had told me clearly that I needed to go to CSU and study mechanical engineering, um, which is certainly enough to act upon. Uh, I didn't didn't really have anything else besides that. I so, but I was I really wanted to to follow God, and um, so so I did that. I, I only applied to CSU, um, and I was I had good test scores and stuff, so I was guaranteed entry. So it was kind of a non-event for me to get into school. Sometimes kids, you know, apply to all sorts of schools and see where they can get. And I I, I had this plan. I felt like God had had called me to, and I was I was. Up for it, so so I went to CSU. Um, I roomed with Sean Carney. Some of you guys know Sean. He's a part of uh, the Church of Fort Collins. He's married to Steph, who ironically I went to preschool with, but we didn't know that until we met in college. Um, anyways, um, he was a year ahead of me in school. He was also studying engineering. He was doing civil. I did mechanical, um, but he was an old family friend. He had been a part of this church that. We had we were together as teenagers, and and really, the, our our family and a couple others we we kind of had all 
a lot of us had come to Christ in, in this church. Um, so he was a good friend, and uh, he was a year ahead of me in school. So I thought, well, maybe I could room with him. So I, I went to Newsom Hall, and I, I lived with Sean. Well, since Sean had been in school for a year, he knew Josh Whitney. Some of you know Josh. He's now a pastor in Salt Lake. Um, so Josh was also a second-year engineering student. And so I'm in the dorms before school even started. You know, we could move in like a week early. And Josh comes around looking for anybody that he can, he can find, but especially people he knows, inviting them to, to church. And um, I thought, well, sure, I, I can go to church. I, I you know, I, I was trying to follow God to, in college. Um, my, my plan was just to, um, to, sh- to shop around. You know, I, there was this other kid that was older than me from youth group. He said, oh, CSU, it's great. You go there and you, you, you look at Campus Crusade and FCA and there's all these Christian groups. You shop around and you find the one that you like and you'll, you'll be fine. So I thought, I, you know, this kid's older and wiser than me. I, I'll, I'll do that. Um, that was the plan. Um, but I was in church at some of you. The, um, some of you is a sister church of ours in, in Fort Collins. Um, I was in church at some of you before school had even started. Um, the, Sunday, the Sunday before classes, I was already in church at some of you. And um, there was this incredible thing unfolding that fall. There had been a handful of students for a while in some of you, but there hadn't ever really been a, much of a group. Um, but there had been, um, there was a new pastor, and um, he was asked to focus on students, and there was a bunch of, there was a little group of students, about five or six, that were, they'd been praying for several months, and um, they, they were just hoping that God would do something. And they were focused on Newsom Hall, where I lived, and um, things just exploded. It was just, um, it was just amazing, and I, I just... I just sort of hopped in and was uh, joined in with them, and um, God was at work. He was. He was. Uh, all these kids were joining in, and there was these fun events we were doing. We were playing paintball and whatever. Um, and before I knew it, I, I had just been a part of this church for a while. And I, I looked back and I thought, well, wait a minute. I was supposed to. I was supposed to go shop around and see these other Christian groups, but I was a ways into the semester at that point, and um, I, hadn't, I hadn't shopped around. And um, but then it, it occurred to me: Well, wait a minute. This is what God has called me to. I, I, I need to be in this church. I don't, I don't need to shop around. I'm already already where I need to be. Um. <clears throat> so that was that was really. Um, Really amazing to watch watch God's uh, plan unfold for me. Um, so so kids were getting saved. I, I I was sharing the gospel, not I guess not sharing.